Hello, guys, and welcome back to this episode of Pro Talks, where I, Jess Preventure, the managing broker of Lair Realty Partners in Bow, New Hampshire, interview local business owners, community leaders, and get to talk to them about how they came to the positions they're in and their tips and tricks for success. Today, I am super excited to welcome Bree Herman here. Hi, Bree. Hello. I am so excited to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to have you here. Why don't you start by telling us who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I am Brie Herman. I own Herman Ledge Services. We are a bookkeeping and financial coach um, firm. And our mission is to empower entrepreneurs to achieve long-term financial stability, both in their business and in their personal lives. My unique approach injects doses of fun into the financial management while ensuring all the necessary information is there for their tax purposes. Yes. Well, I'll tell you right now, the financials are not the fun part for me. (laughs) I I get that a lot. (laughs) So tell me, you're local to New Hampshire and tell me a little bit more about you. Yeah, so I am based in Sanberton, New Hampshire, nice in the beautiful Lakes region. Um, I grew up in Concord, New Hampshire. I've been here my whole life, never plan on leaving. Um, I actually oh. am here. We have a little bit of a farm uh, going on, a hobby farm. We have a couple horses, some chickens. Um, and I had my first son uh, last year. And so we are learning all of the things about having a child on the farm and just having lots of fun. I love that. And it speaks to how special New Hampshire is, right? That you can have your own financial business and a farm and a family. It's amazing. All the things. All the things. How did you find your way to kind of bookkeeping and financial coaching? Yeah. So I have always been a budgeting nerd. I've always loved numbers, all of the things. But my day job, I work for the state and I did not get to do any of that really in my day job. And so I was trying to figure out a way to work from home so we could have kids and not have the stress that I saw so many parents going through during COVID and how they were struggling to find daycare and trying to do all the things. And I said, what's going to happen if that happens again? Because you never know. And so I started my business while I worked at the state and kept growing it as I was there. And then actually I left um, two months before I found out I was pregnant. So I always joke that I planned that to a T perfectly. Um, So it was just kind of the perfect thing to balance what I wanted for my personal life, but also be able to fill my cup on what I enjoyed teaching people about. I love that. Isn't that the perfect marriage? That's what everybody wants. So perfect. So perfect. And every, I, I truly believe that everybody can have it. It's just finding what you want. A hundred percent. I totally agree. And you're so lucky you found it relatively young. I mean, I didn't come to, to my passion until 36, you know, which is still young. Let's be honest. Still but, young. Yeah. Um, it's still yuck. <laughs> um, so what has been the hardest, what do you think, I'm sorry, I'm skipping around, but what do you think has been the key to your success? Because that's pretty quick to be doing both full time and then to transition. Yeah. So it was definitely a lot, but I definitely, I had the drive and the best thing 
that helped me grow so quickly was the fact that I always wanted to remain a student. I always wanted to learn the next thing. And I didn't stick myself in one little hole that I was only serving this one type of client. I wanted Mm. to take a broad approach. So that way I could learn all of the things and figure out what I like to do. Because even though bookkeeping is, is, and financial coaching is like my niche, you can niche down even further within that. And I was able to start with a broader approach, learn all of the things, and then figure out which ones actually like lit me up and made me excited to work every day. A hundred percent. I think that is such a beautiful way to, to put it, to stay eternally a student. You know, we're always learning. And a lot of business coaches will suggest that you niche down, right? You go for your ideal client, knowing that others will still come. So the fact yeah. that you put immersed yourself in like learning so you could serve all of those people, really, um, I always joke, I say, I don't know if it's a joke, it's true. is that the level of growth in my business is directly related to the level of my personal growth. Yes, it is. I love that. Yeah, totally. Uh, So what is you, what has been the hardest part? The hardest part was definitely when I had my son. Um, Obviously I was only two months out from working my business full time that I found out I was pregnant. So luckily you have nine months to figure everything out. Uh, (laughs) In my case, I had eight months. I had him three weeks early, but it was just navigating the change in the schedule. I mean, the first year of life is ups and downs and it's sleepless nights. It's not figuring out a nap schedule. Then you figure out your nap schedule and then it changes again. And just navigating all of that and being flexible. I definitely was not somebody that was super flexible when I, before I had him and he has taught me that things will not always go my way. And that I have to be able to like move with the way life goes. And that's such a valuable lesson. And I, funny enough. So I had my children, I was not a business owner, um, but my first child was born, I was 25. And I was a super planner. And we had my daughter and things did not go exactly as I imagined. (laughs) And then we um, found out we were pregnant again, my kids are 16 months apart. And it was like, if this is not the universe trying to tell me, girl, you can't control it. Nope, (laughs) you cannot control this. I'm ever gonna (laughs) learn it. I love that so much. Yeah, it was it was definitely a a curveball when he came three weeks early. I was I was like, I got three more weeks. It's my first baby. You know, you always go to term, if not over term. I was I was banking on getting those three weeks and I did not get those three weeks. (laughs) And you didn't. And it's true. It just it's such a lesson of like, you just got to go kind of go with the flow, make the best of the situation, always look for the bright light and and go yeah. for it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that kind of ties into what you think the biggest l- lesson that you've learned was. Yeah. The biggest lesson was setting up those boundaries. So as having a baby, you know, things change and expressing them and telling your clients what the new boundaries are and not just clients, but telling spouse or parents, um, grandparents, all of that 
being able to set boundaries that were allowing me to still be able to serve my clients at the highest degree without sacrificing time with my son, time with my family. That was, it was the biggest thing I needed to learn was setting those and holding them because we can set boundaries all we want, but if we're not going to hold them and actually stick to them, then it doesn't actually work for you. Absolutely. And I think um, as a mother, we're, we're not going to give up on our child, right? So they come first all the time. Then yes. we, we can't give up on our clients because, you know, that's paying the bills that take care of that. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is you either let go of yourself or your spouse, who is the other most important person in your life. So it's like, yes. if you can't practice those boundaries, you know, it becomes very painful. I know it did for me. Yeah. And I was, I knew that it was something that I was going to have to do. And so I started it slowly while I was pregnant, just kind of Mm. having different things here and there that I was setting boundaries that weren't big boundaries. It was just like a kind of pushing it of, you know, pushing the boundary just a little bit to kind of just one, get myself in the habit of holding my boundaries, but also teaching people that I was actually holding boundaries now and not going to just break my boundaries. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Awesome. So how do you structure your day with all of this, with the animals, with, with the baby, with work? We are definitely always moving, always doing something. Uh, But we have a very, I say we're very grateful. We're very, very fortunate for what we have as a household. My husband also works from home um, and he works four days one week, three days the next week. And so I get the opposite and we very much structure it that way where what days he doesn't work, I get to work and then vice versa. And so whoever gets to work for the day is the one that is not obviously 100% with Everett, my son. And that has been the best change that we had because it gives us the ability to be fully devoted to our son And there's no distractions because having those distractions was just, it was taking away from our time with him and really just harming that time and not allowing us to be fully present. And that has just been a game changer. Well, and I think it's so special that your husband has that time with him too, like to, to develop his own relationship and his own way of interacting with him. And what a blessing for, for Everett and for your husband, you know, because. (laughs) So grateful we are. It's. I couldn't even imagine, you know, coming out on a lunch and just watching them drive around on the tractor or going out for a walk together on lunch, like being able to have those little moments, even when it's your work day, it's, I I couldn't ask for anything better. No, what, and that's why we do it all, right? That's why we work for ourselves. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So that kind of speaks to, again, you're like the poster child for juggling work and life. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely, I mean, and, and it's nice because we have, my husband works a W2 job, you know, he, he works for a company, so he does have set hours, but then having the flexibility of being able to make my own schedule, it's able to ebb and flow depending on what his work looks like. And that's been 
the best way to be able to juggle all of it together without, we don't have daycare. So it is either he's with me or he's with my husband. Uh, but outside of that, I also had to set a boundary for myself uh, because even when I would have those days with Everett, my phone, everybody has their phone on them. And I made the physical boundary of actually having a separate work phone at the beginning of this year. And it was life changing because I just leave it in the office. If it's an Everett day, there's not a, there's no temptation. There's no um, feeling like I have to check it because I'm available. It, it's fully being able to just not juggle them on the same day, being able to fully be present in whether it's work or it's my life. So important. I especially, especially like you said, as COVID has happened and more and more people work from home, we've seen mm -hmm. that kind of insidious spread into our regular lives. You know, people now are writing at 630 in the morning or seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night, you know, um, that that wouldn't have happened when you were in yep. the office. And so what a powerful tool. I'm going to have to think about that one. <laughs> if I can Always schedule the emails. If it's after hours, I schedule them to go out at 8 a.m. the next day. Um, if it's 5 a.m. and I'm working, schedule them to go out at 8 a.m. Uh, because it just keeps that clear boundary to the client. Because if you yes. push your boundary, it's okay if you want to work at 5 a.m. But keeping that internal, they don't. the clients don't need to see that you emailed them at 5 a.m. They can just see that you emailed it at 8 a.m. Yes. And that's so powerful for you to say, because I, I think that's true. I think because we work for ourselves and we can work when it's convenient and stuff, we start that by responding to them at these strange times. Whereas if we didn't, what a great way you can still work, but just schedule the email to go out at a certain time or whatever. I love that. Yeah. I, that was the best thing I did. Cause I mean, when you have a newborn baby, what time do you work? Sometimes midnight, it happens, mm -hmm. <laughs> but the clients mm -hmm. don't need to know it's midnight. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So let's go to our rapid fire questions. Number one, your favorite place to vacation. It would have to be anywhere we can tent camp. We love camping we enjoy it every single year. This year obviously was our first with a baby, which was super fun. We went to Campton, New Hampshire. So anywhere in the woods. I know we live in the woods, but we like to go even more in the woods. I love it. I love it. And there's plenty of places to go in New Hampshire. What is one word you would use to describe yourself? I'd say bold. I like I to make very it. bold statements. <laughs> Oh, you can't see it. My thing says be brave and bold. Oh, I love <laughs> right that. I need that. I'm sorry. My dog is barking. <laughs> this is what happens when no you worries. film from home. Um, what is the best piece of advice you ever got? The best piece of advice I ever got was from a coach that told me to really stop trying to please everybody else and to figure out truly what I want. And that has been, oh, it has been life-changing. Just 
it's so hard. We have so many voices outside of us. We have so many different people's views and really just taking that quiet time to be by yourself and then figure that out. I think that you're totally right. Um, that you can't please everyone. And, you know, I think it's a lesson that we just relearn and reapply, at least for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that has been a really hard lesson for me. And I have twisted myself into pretzels more times than I can count hustling for approval or something from someone. And at the end of the day, you still don't get it. So why don't I show up authentically? Why don't I show up as my true self. And then if they don't like me, I can be comfortable with that because I know I'm being true to myself. I think it's true in business as well. Like I have Mm -hmm. the best business relationships with the clients where I'm showing up really authentically. And I will differentiate. There's a difference between authenticity and professionalism, right? When I say I show up authentically, I'm not saying I'm coming in my pajamas without doing my hair or, you know, that's not what I'm saying, but saying, uh, you know, showing up as who you are and not trying to be someone that you're not. 100% because it was when I first had my son, I mean, there were times where he was just strapped to my chest, but that was me. I was still done up. I was still, you know, I was still in my business, you know, frame and feel just with a baby, but that was authentic to me. And that was what I had was I, I wanted to be with him. And so if I had put him, you know, in daycare or something, it wouldn't have been true to what I wanted. And that is so huge because the clients that want to work with you and the clients that like resonate with you, they're going to support you in all of that. Well, right. You're showing your true values, you know? And so the clients that are, you know, it's so important that our, our clients like, know, and trust us. And so when you show up authentically with your values, then they can say, yeah, that's a value that I share. I I trust her. I know that we're operating from, you know, the same place. I love it. Um, How can people get in touch with you? Yeah. So um, you can reach me at, at Herman Ledge on social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, as well as hermanledge.com. And the email is hermanledge at gmail.com. Happy to talk with anybody that has questions. I love it. And Brie, this was such a great meeting. A little crazy with the dogs. I apologize for that. Um, But I had a great time and I feel like we need to go have a drink because we just have so many similar, similar beliefs. I would love it. I like, I like a good mom's night out. It's great. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Brie. Thanks everyone. Tune in next week for our next episode. If you have any suggestions of people that you would recommend that I interview in New Hampshire, I would be happy to do some. Shoot me over their names and don't forget to subscribe.